0: listening to the Enneagram of Marriage Podcast. I'm your host Krista Hardin and today's special episode features Mariah Smallbone as she and I talk about cultivating creativity in your marriage the same day that her and her husband's new song Worth comes out. So I'm so excited that we're going to get to talk about what led Mariah to bring this part of her story to the foreground. It took a lot of courage. We're going to talk about what it was like to work with her husband, and for him to want to work with her, he's a Grammy award winning artist. You probably know from For King and Country, Joel Smallbone. We'll talk about some of the other songs that she and Joel have worked on together, and just to be able to think about your marriage as you're listening. A, I hope you're going to listen to their amazing music. And B, we take a lot of twists and turns in this episode ourselves. But what I really hope most of all that you get from the episode as I take a big picture look at it is. That you come out of it inspired to create with your spouse because you come from a creative designer and i think that's one of the most wonderful parts about marriage is coming back from a big thing that you did together whether it be that you ran a marathon together or you built something in your home together or that you guys crossed the journey from an illness together or you guys just created a new piece of art together that is a really accomplished feeling. And when you climb out of the rubble of how hard that was, that journey, it's magnificent to behold. It, it's, it's an epic journey that you'll be able to tell for generations to come. So as you listen to the stories of love from Mariah and Joel Smallbone's marriage and hearing about their meeting story and about the projects that they're working on and have worked on together and the ways they've encouraged each other, I hope that that just spurs you on so that you guys could remember why you came together in the first place. Yes, you loved each other. You thought each other were so handsome or cute or whatever, but you really thought that you shone beautifully together. You and I talked a couple weeks ago about the Enneagram glow and the stages of a relationship, how it's all happy and shiny and fun at the beginning. And then we go into those healing spaces and then our shadow work, and then we emerge and we we have to do that immersion stage where we are just delving in deep and healing even deeper and seeing the wounds and doing all that and what you're hoping for is to have that afterglow later that 2.0 stage where you are saying you know what like we came out of the rubble and we have a story to tell now or we have art we can make because we're that much deeper so I'm excited for you to hear Mariah's story because of course art is always born out of there's beauty that it's born from there's pain that it's born from so you're going to hear both and you're going to hear us talk real because we wouldn't want to do any other thing on this podcast right Mariah I am I'm so happy to have you on the Enneagram and Marriage podcast today. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. I got to meet you a long time ago at one of the concerts you guys did here in Florida. And my daughters and I and my son, were so happy to get to just hear your beautiful voice.
1: Florida is one of my favorite places to do shows. (laughs) Typically what I do when I'm in Florida, if I'm close enough to the water is we'll like do sound check and then I'll rent a surfboard for the day and then just go do some baby waves and then come back <laughs>
0: gosh, you probably did that. And it's such a warm water on this coast. So you just probably like had your fun. I love that. Mm -hmm. And you were so nurturing because my son was like two or three years old and you grabbed him and you're like,
1: Oh, he gave you a big hug. So it was so cute. We got a little picture. I'll have to share on my IG later. Yes, please do. (laughs) I I also am very rarely ever called nurturing. So that is so sweet. I really take that to heart. (laughs) Well, after we talked about your first personality type, which we'll get into on the show. I was like laughing, like she is
0: nurturing and we're going to prove this.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm ready.
0: We have a chance to just Excitingly, talk about your new album coming out, and I've introd you already. Uh, We're just so thankful for your work in the world. Can you tell us about your new album, Live from the Quarry? Yeah,
1: it's pretty descriptive, and that it's called Live from the Quarry. It's it's a live, it's a live EP that we filmed both video and recorded audio at Graystone Quarry here in Tennessee. I originally started writing music top of 2020. And and I really did not write it for any project or particular purpose other than therapy for myself. So this is a unique project in that it's the first time I've ever written it in its entirety, except for a couple features, which we can talk about by myself, and then produced it on my own just in my at my house and <laughs> my computer with my little MIDI controller. And then it's also the first time I've ever released music that I never intended to release. You know, at, for the past decade of like writing and recording and releasing music, I've always had an audience in mind and a project in mind and like a timeframe in mind. and And it's very like outward focused, but this is the first time that I wrote because I desperately needed to, and I needed to remind myself of a few things. And, um, and I think there was just a freedom and a safety to write with that perspective. And ironically, all of the things that I was nervous about sharing with people, because it was either controversial or maybe not applicable (laughs) Uh, Those have actually been the lyrics and the moments and the songs that have resonated the deepest with people. So it's been a huge learning experience, and I'm just honored to be able to share it with people. Mm,
0: Wow, that's beautiful. And I love how when we surrender those deepest parts of ourselves, that's where it connects the most but Mm. it hurts to do that. And you have to keep in mind the one you're like, okay, if this is for the one and not the 99, that's okay. But how Mm. beautiful that you've been able to just connect with couples, with families, with individuals. And this is particularly what I love about it is just allowing women and cultural influence to be part of it too. Right.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I've always felt like, As creatives, we project the world we live in. We project the world around us. And so, actually, kind of early on in in some interviews about Live from the Quarry, I had a few people ask, you know, where I see that you hired all these different diverse people. To be in your video—that's really cool. Were you trying to make a statement with that? And I was like, <laughs> it's funny. i never—I I never even thought about it because I just texted my friends, and mm-hmm. and I and I live—I live very intentionally into the idea of doing life with people who look different than me, sound different than me, have different backstories than me, believe different things than I do, vote differently than me. Like I—I I am very. I feel like I've benefited so much my entire life from doing life with a diverse group of people, and so it's something it's a it's a kind of community that I intentionally create around me. Mm-hmm. And so, in the end, like I, I guess yes, the the group of people that you know I, I I asked to be a part of this project are really different, but they're they're all my friends, and and even though I didn't go in with that intention, I'm glad that it was a natural consequence.
0: Me too. Just, this is the world. This is the beautiful parts of the world. These are my people. And I think what's unique about this podcast listenership is that everybody who loves e has that same heart. And we just said that the last episode, like, this is a place and a space for differences. And this is a space because we can learn something from everybody. And that's just an overflow of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we love that. So that's beautiful. And I love legacy and how I got to read a little bit about how you were actually just really even in your process with this album in particular that you had some legacy pieces. Can you tell us a little bit about
1: that with some of your heritage coming
0: into the story a little bit?
1: Yeah, I think the longer I live, the more I'm impacted by the sacrifices of my parents, my grandparents, my great grandparents. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, 2020 being a time of such deep, um, isolation and contemplation for so many people, um, in, in that time, I, 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 had this kind of unique thing happen. We're actually graduated from college. And so I was with, I was with class of 2020, which is a very special (laughs) group of people who we all kind of like got mailed our cap and gown and, you know, I don't know. I was like, what do I do with this? Do I just like wear it to bed? Like, like, I don't know what to do with this. Um, But I ended up, um, you know, having a small gathering and, having an evening of honoring my grandparents and giving them my diploma and giving them my cap um, because they immigrated to the States in their 20s and they left behind their dreams of, of music and working in the arts. My grandfather was a touring trumpet player and he gave all that up to come to the States and work as a busboy in a hotel and then in a factory that, that made jeans. And so I, I just, I look at that and I'm so mm. blown away by, by their sacrifices. And so a lot, a lot of what motivated me to not only finish college, but, but to continue moving forward in an industry and in the in a, you know, a, a space that can be really um, difficult to be in as a musician and recording artist is, is their sacrifice that that's, what's been a huge motivator for me um, because I, I would hate for everything that they've given up to, to, to go to waste, you know, everything they did was an act of faith, you know, before I even existed, you know, they were making Mm. plans and making decisions so that I could have more opportunity. And and I'm super grateful for that.
0: Mm. Wow. That's a really important perspective that everybody listening can relate with at some point of all of the generations before making mm. those sacrifices. And mm-hmm. I think it's really mature of you to say this at your age. It compassion usually doesn't even come into play this big until about age 40. And honestly, it took me to my late 30s, early 40s to really let it sink in more. But you're really ahead of the game, as are many of our listeners who are starting to piece this together, that as much as we do want to be pioneers, and I want everyone listening to your song, there's another piece to that now that I've been able to add on as I re-listen to your song. And that is that we're all in this line of people who are God's people doing the very best we can. And it's just a marvel to see these people who came and gave you this musical legacy and you got to carry it one step farther and look how far you've been able to carry it. And your husband's got a Grammy and you've now just written your own album and you've had other successful albums. Like I'm sure they're so flipping proud
1: of you. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. (laughs) They're, they're, I mean, I could, I could make a sandwich and they would cry. Like they're so, they're so proud. They're so, so proud of everything that me and my cousins and my siblings do, which is Mm -hmm. really, really sweet. Um, Mm -hmm. so yes, you're, you're not wrong. (laughs) I love
0: that. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. So everybody listening, make sure you are honoring your legacy. And sometimes we have to sit down, like, especially if we have a type one in us and we're in that space of anger, we have to be like, okay, wait, what was the good thing that they did for me? And like, sometimes it's the basics, like not here, of course, but like with some of our spouses, sometimes we get in that space or our parents or our grandparents and we're like, okay, I guess I can give them this. And so it's, it's a great process to walk through to realize, like I said, most people don't get there till about 40, but to be like, you know what, like we're we are, like I've always called Wes and I, my husband, the Moses generation, because we're crossing this great divide also in a different way. And then coming to realize later, like, oh my gosh, there's been so many people doing work for us to be here. Right.
1: So true. So true.
0: I love that this piece will be just one more proud moment just for them, for you. I also want to say that your song, Trust, really spoke to me as a thinking type because, as you know, thinking types five, six, and sevens, we struggle with anxiety. And it's not like we're always having anxiety. In fact, my type seven doesn't even realize we have it sometimes, neither do fives, Mm -mm. but Mm -mm. we do deep down. If you've matured, you know, okay, wait a second. I'm joyful and happy all the time, but there's this adrenaline rush or whatever. But Mm -mm. that said, you know, not only did your song brave become one of the ones that my daughters and I memorized, but trust is now becoming that for us because you're speaking our love language, which is, wow, we just have to trust this world. We don't have everything in control. Can you tell Mm. us a little bit about how that song developed for you?
1: Absolutely. And I, I'd love to (laughs) just explore with that, like how, how that relates to those types. Um, And just for anyone listening, like I, I was hesitant to, to come on your podcast, not because I I don't respect and admire what you do, but because I, I wouldn't consider myself someone who is super knowledgeable with Enneagram. And, and I also... You know, I I think living in Nashville in such a creative town, people are so quick to to ask you what your Enneagram type is before what your name is or where you're from. Or so it can get (laughs) like I think it can get kind of like cringy for me at times. Yeah. Um, but I'm all I also uh, would consider myself to be a student of all things. So yes, Mm -hmm. I would love Mm -hmm. to know more about that. Um for for writing trust, I um I was in a season where I I was just hitting wall after wall. I was struggling relationally to feel safe and and there was there was a lot being demanded of me and I, I just felt like I was not equipped or I just I couldn't I couldn't do what was being asked of me. I felt exhausted, I felt tired. I felt like I was at the end of my rope and the end of whatever grace I had left. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so there was one particular day where I was driving into Nashville for a meeting. And, and I just, I knew what the meeting was going to be. I knew, you know, it was going to be another draining experience. and, And I was just dreading it as I was driving. I was like, why am I driving? Why am I going? And, you know, at the time I didn't, I didn't really fully comprehend a really valuable lesson that I've learned since then. And that is that there's a difference between suffering and misery. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think a lot of times we learn our greatest lessons through suffering and we can't avoid suffering and Mm -hmm. suffering can be a great teacher. Um, But misery is when we are consciously keeping ourselves in a place that God never asked us to be. And, and I think I had, I was in that, I was in that place where I was just miserable because I thought that I was stuck and locked into something that I had every right and every freedom to walk away from. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, learning, learning as we go, but in that season, as I was driving to Nashville, I, I needed to, like, hype myself up. And, and, and I mean, for anyone who's into sports, like that's, or even just working out, like that's a pretty common practice when you're tired and you still have another quarter left. Like, you just, you mentally have to push yourself to keep going. Um, and that's what I did. And the way that I did it was by singing, singing over myself the chorus of that song, which I didn't know would be a chorus. I didn't know it would ever be a full song, you know, but at the time, I just, through tears would be driving and like, I will strengthen myself by trusting in you. (laughs) And it would have been hilarious if someone like looked over, they probably would have thought I was like singing to some like heartbreak love song on country radio. But (laughs) I was, I was was trying to encourage myself to just keep going. And, Mm -hmm. and so the beauty of, of, I think, Finishing that song is, it's actually the first song that I ever produced. So when I went up to a cabin in 2020, you know, I went with my guitar and I was just planning on recording little voice memos of my ideas, but my husband packed my car with all the gear I needed, recorded a tutorial video on how to set it all up and said, you oh are a producer, go and and create what you hear, not just write the song, but like create what you hear. Wow. And that was the first demo that I ever made. And I, and I, I was so blown away. I was so blown away at just the process and how it was something that I was always afraid to do or felt like i wasn't capable of doing and i don't know you kind of get into a flow state and i and i can't i i it's like a it's like a a gap in my memory i don't even know anytime i produce a song i don't even know where the ideas come from or how it gets put together i just know that i get to the end of a few days and I'm listening to this track and I'm just like, who came up with this? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. It's, it's a flow state really, if you want to get technical <sighs> about it, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's a little bit of the history of, of trust. Oh, that's
0: really beautiful that your husband was a part of it too. I know mm. that it's absolutely lovely to be able to find tangible memories like that, that you can just cling to in those moments where you're like, okay, how did this happen? How did we get here? How did Mm -hmm. life bring us this and for good and for bad, but to be able to just hold on to that and say like, God did that through me a, through this amazing time where I was in my flow and I was just surrendered and abandoned to whatever God had for me. And then to be able to add to that, my husband had to be a part of it. It's both humbling and amazing, right? Just Mm -hmm, to have mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm,
1: mm
0: -hmm. Wow. And we get to see the result is you sharing the song that's ministering to people like me and people all over the world too, which is Mm -hmm. the coolest, craziest part that you, you sometimes think I'm going to be alone in this. And I'm Mm -hmm. here, I'm in this car in this awful state. And it's so amazing how God will use our weaknesses.
1: Yes. Yes. It's, I couldn't agree more.
0: Hmm. Well, I love that. We are getting a chance to talk a little bit about, and I think this is something that a lot of listeners spouses, or sometimes the listeners themselves really struggle with too, in terms of what you said about just not wanting to be boxed in by a type. And Mm -hmm. as a type seven, we hate being boxed in. That's my exact type, as I mentioned. So Mm -hmm. what's funny about that is there's a lot of things that we do in the Enneagram world to kind of keep ourselves a little less less boxed in where we're like, oh, well, you should hear about my wing and you should hear about my tri-type. But at the end (laughs) of the day, what's really most important for everyone to remember is that's why a lot of people... Don't want you to know their Enneagram type is because none of us wants to be penciled into, Oh, I just met you. And before I even had your name, I already know your core motivation. I know every little thing about your struggles. I can imagine your mm-hmm. trauma. So mm-hmm. it's really, it's as an artist. And I know you're saying like, Oh my gosh, this was like such a creative venture. I got to do a like God mm-hmm. who's such a great creator, but be just a reminder, like let's allow people to have space to, even as we try to, I just want everybody to have that non-memishness to this because I hate being memed because most memes don't apply
1: and it's Mm. really
0: annoying, right? Mm,
1: Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I, I definitely, I like to discuss different personality types, but when it gets to a point where it's like, well, this is you, and this is all you'll ever be. I just, I don't know. I think we're so much more vast than nine numbers, and I think we're so we're so much more fluid in, than that. Like, I feel like there are seasons where something really motivates me, or I have a specific wound that I just haven't healed from. And that's what's driving my decision-making. And then, you know, after spending four or five years, like going to therapy for the same thing, you would think that you could, Mm -hmm. as humans, that we are capable of healing from something Mm -hmm. and and our motivations and decision-making processes adjust along with that healing. So I appreciate you saying that.
0: Yeah. And I love that you're reminding people of hope. And sometimes we look at one of the fruits of the spirit or two, and we've got to be open to all of them. And so that's everybody's goal is to be less boxed in less their type, if they are strongly in their type, it is helpful because when Wes and I were really struggling, we were strong. He was strong in his one and I was strong in my seven, but neither mm-hmm. could see it. Cause we were like, Oh, this is who we are in life. And we're professionals. And I've been doing marriage therapy for 15 years. And, you know, to be able to see that was It startled me and it shook me Mm. because it was everything he said I was that I was in denial of. But if we're doing our work, you know, in this season of life, I happen to not be in therapy. We've had several seasons where we have done therapy, but it Mm -hmm. was one I wasn't. So I had a blind spot. And I think that's why we we look. But like Mariah just said, everybody listening, please don't do that judging thing, because that is one of the worst things I've ever felt as a human is Every single thing I've ever done professionally, or like, let's just say, obviously with God's help, totally invalidated because you just found out my type. We're going to take this all into consideration as we talk your types, Mm. but first tell us a little bit about your marriage and just how you and Joel met. Sure.
1: Okay. I guess we can start at the beginning (laughs) where we, where we met. We met at Luke's wedding. So Joel is in a band with his brother named Luke. And we met, um, because I had a friend who was invited to the wedding and she felt very strongly that she needed to introduce me to Joel and Joel to me. Um, and so she asked her husband to stay home and she took me as her plus one. And wow! <laughs> speaking, speaking of, which is sweet, but speaking <laughs> of being boxed in, I definitely <laughs> felt like I was being forced into some sort of arrangement. So I fought it pretty hard. Yeah. I gave Joel a really hard time thankfully he's a patient man. And so, um, three years later, you know, we ended up getting married, but that's how we met. God told her specifically, like commanded her to introduce me to Joel.
0: Wow. That's amazing that she had a God moment where when you have one of those, you just, you just go and your spouse is usually on board. Like, you know what? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because that doesn't happen every day.
1: So what a beautiful way
0: you got to meet your hubby.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm so, I'm so thankful, not just to Wendy green, but to Brian green, her husband, um, mm. who recently passed away and mm. it's crazy. Even just at his funeral, I was sitting there thinking if it wasn't for his being understanding and his being available to Joel, uh, particularly in those beginning stages, Joel would call Brian and just be like, am I crazy? Like what's going on? Does she care? You know? Uh, and Brian, Brian and Wendy were, were the, the fans of the flame. Um, and I think we all, we all need those people in our lives. And a lot of times we need to be those people for others. So mm-hmm. I feel like I've kind of inherited that from, from Brian and Wendy. And, and I, I've set up three different marriages now, where I've introduced the couples and I just, I just love, I love seeing people connect and find one another. And I think in the age of dating apps, setting people up is a, is a lost art. So if you're Mm -hmm. listening and there are two people that you're like, they should really meet don't delay, don't hesitate, set, set them up, put them on a blind date. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love that. And
0: some of our couples, I think they've even shared have been able to meet each other through that. And that is beautiful that you're making that lost art reappear again, because it is so special when, you know, two people would fit together. That's amazing that you've done that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Ah oh, well, I want to know what you feel like you guys do really well together. I think we can see your beautiful glow out there with your musical gifts, but I'd love to just hear in your words, what do you feel like is one of the strengths of you guys as a pair?
1: Mm, that's a great question. Thank um, I think that we are really great creative collaborators Mm -hmm. And I think we're actually the best version of ourselves as creatives when we're working together. And I know that's, that's pretty rare for a husband and wife, but Mm -hmm. because our, our relationship was really founded on creative collaboration, you know, we spent like two weeks writing a song together after we met at that wedding. And so we first and foremost learned to respect one another as artists and as writers and, To this day, I think our admiration for one another as creative people has only grown. And so when I look at the things that we've put four hands to, I've never looked at anything we've worked on together and gone, oh, that was a mess. Like I've only Mm -hmm. looked back and gone that was incredible. And I don't even know that we I could ever recreate that. And I certainly couldn't have done it on my own. And I don't think I can do it with anyone else. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think we're really great builders and creative mm-hmm. collaborators.
0: Oh, wow. I would totally agree. Just looking a little bit from that outside gaze to see it's obvious that you guys have that treasured gift together because mm. any couple when they put their beautiful gifts together is going to create such a light and uh just to to have like you said more than they could ever have on their own and when one mm. falls down the other picks them up so there's somebody to encourage when you're having that moment like you guys spurred each other on in Christ in this format like let's keep going and even I love how it was part of your dating story just like before you're even, thinking, are we going to be married? Especially, you know, I know it's in the very back of your mind, but it's, are we going to be able to be friends? Are we going to be able to potentially do something beautiful together? And sounds Mm -hmm. like, yes. What song did you guys write together?
1: We wrote a song that actually ended up going on my second album um, Mm -hmm. called I'll wait for you love. Um, And we actually danced to that song as our first dance at our wedding too. So it's really cool how that's been kind of laced through our story. Oh my gosh. I know we're all like, I'm going to be listening to that today. Like, <clears throat> and I, you look back
0: now and you're like, everything we did together was good. Um, <clears throat> I know it's good, you know, and I'm <clears throat> so glad that you got to share that with the world and continue to get to, but I also know that sometimes when we are in our darkest moments those shadow moments we need to remember that and so that's mm-hmm. what i'm hoping everyone's doing as they're listening to your story is thinking you know when we are at our best what are we like because mm-hmm. it's beautiful and we're a project couple also we happen to be writing a mystery dinner game together right now and we don't work together my husband's medical and i'm in the counseling field and so we cross paths occasionally we share a client but it's really special when you can work on a project together. So I'm glad you have even not just that song, but pioneers and now worth coming up too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, let's talk about that a little bit. That title is intriguing.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's, it's really special. Even going back to what you're saying about compatibility, I think you know, as as I was looking for what who that life partner would be for me, there was a, a metaphor or a visual that my dad actually gave me that I continued to come back to. And it was this idea of two people with two oars sitting in the same boat. And, you know, if God has called you from one end of the shore to the other, uh, are you sitting in the boat with someone who will actually help you get there? Like, is it do you row well together? Are you in sync? Mm -hmm. Are you able to communicate? Uh, And if you've ever like, actually done this with someone, it's a lot harder than it sounds, you know, like if you're if you're out of sync, you know, you can end up just kind of being at a standstill, if, if one person's rowing one way and the other person's rowing another, you can go in circles,
0: mm-hmm. you know, it
1: takes, it takes a lot of just communication and compatibility to be able to accomplish something together. And not that life is all about, you know, accomplishing things, but, you know, if you really live in this way where you feel like life is a journey and, and, God has put you here on this planet for a purpose, being in partnership with someone who's going to encourage you in not only seeking that, but partnering with you and finding that. Mm -hmm. I just feel like that's so important and it can't be underestimated. But I mean, talking about worth Mm -hmm. that, I think that You know, when I first played that song for Joel, it was the first demo that I had made. And I played it for him in the car in a Kroger parking lot. And in this grocery store parking lot, I turn over and he (laughs) has like tears in his eyes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, are you okay?" And he he was so moved by the song and by the lyric. And by the melody, I think that's when he decided he wanted to be a part of the song (laughs) um, to which I, you know, was immediately like, absolutely. I'm I'm such a fan of his voice. And I I feel Mm -hmm. like he has a very authentic voice. You know, a lot of people, you hear them talk and then you hear them sing and you're like, whoa, that's not what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. You know, they're very different. Um, even enunciations are really different, but there's something about the way Joel sings. It's not very different from how he speaks. Mm. And, and I, I actually love that about his voice. So I'm super honored to have him featured on worth, which is exclusively airing today on new release today. Um, Mm. And then it releases officially at midnight tonight.
0: Oh my gosh. Yay. Awesome. Cannot wait to hear it. And just even hearing that story right there of like how pumped you were and that he was to be a part of this with you and how it brought tears to his eyes. I mean, the title alone, but even reading a little bit about how, for me, what touched me most was you saying, you know, this song, I really put it out there and people were actually saying this is too much. And I think there's a lot of people, especially women who sometimes when we get emotional and then we're strong all of a sudden, or we show a part of ourselves we haven't been showing before people mm-hmm. might think what's going on with you. You just changed your different. And you're like, no, I'm actually being brave. And I'm saying what's really been there all along. A lot of husbands mm-hmm. say this, especially that one week of the month. And it's like, no, like
1: I'm actually getting my stress out this week, <laughs> but they're like, Oh, that's no, so funny. <laughs> I wish, I mean, not to talk about cycles, but I wish no, that good. I wish that I operated that way. Like I feel like I, I I'm very thankful for chemically what happens in my body every month because I'm typically much more like just, you know, I'm going to say what I think and Mm. I can be pretty like just decisive and non-emotional about things. And then when that time comes every month, I feel like I actually get in touch with the softer side of myself. Like, it's like, I become Mm. less like bold and brave. And I just become more like, Oh my gosh, you know, just more, more sensitive Mm -hmm. and more docile and more demure. Mm. And those are all adjectives that I would not typically associate (laughs) with myself, (laughs) including nurturing. We'll throw that one in there. Um, (laughs) but, but it's, it's really, I, I actually am so grateful every time
0: you know, Mm.
1: that time of the month comes because I'm like, wow, God, thank you for making me in a way where I'm not, I'm not the same person all the time, but I get Mm. to exercise different parts of my emotional capacity.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's, what I love about that too. And I love how we're different in that way, like where there's the three in one. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, like there's been a lot here that I haven't been saying. And you're like, I have been, and I need to be able to have this week of just really letting go and and allowing those emotions to come forth. And I mean, that's beautiful. And I think that when we think of these strong personality types, and we already talked before we got on, but you've got some one, some three, and some eight traits going. And then, like we said, we all want to have all the traits of all the types. God is so creative. There's endless uniquenesses to us. But but when we have this song called Worth, that's not even a song people would think somebody from those types would have. And sometimes when we have somebody like, say, somebody else in our life, maybe eight-ish in that moment, and they're like oh, you just went vulnerable on me. I can't handle that. Like that was too much. And so I love reading how you then went for it when somebody said that to you.
1: Yeah, (laughs) always (laughs) going for it. Yeah, you're like,
0: okay, now that means it's good. And I need to really put it out because it made people like have to go there. So thank you Mm. because in advance, like there's nothing we need more for couples than just to have the truth spoken over us in ways that make us get deep. And that's actually one of the main reasons why I love uh, all of your family's music. And I'm not one who listens to a ton of Christian artists because I am such a thinker. It has to be really deep. My husband and I, before we got married, had a lot of big fights about that because he didn't mm. know if he could marry somebody who didn't love jars of clay.
1: <laughs> and I was oh like- my gosh. <laughs> How sad. <laughs>
0: I mean, not, not that one in particular, but you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 I'm doing yeah. the best I can, dude. Like, and so like when I get to hear music like yours, that's very thoughtful and soulful. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, and it has a good beat. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like God really gets to me then. And I'm just surrendered. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's going to be how I feel with worth because that's my experience with your music. So I want to say thank you hugely from my family to yours. That's so
1: kind. And, and yeah, I mean, I will, I will always aim as an artist and Joel, Joel does as well as does Luke, but if the music is not authentic, if it's not coming from a place of honesty, then we just don't do it. We just, (laughs) we just don't write it. We just, we leave it, you know, it's, it's so it's our responsibility as artists to fight for authenticity and Mm -hmm. in a space where, you know, there is a bottom line, there is, you know, there are business things that you have to deal with. It's, it's hard to do. It's easy to get pushed around into saying and singing things that we don't really believe. And I, I, I think as long as we're doing this, we will stay committed to writing music from an authentic and honest place. Yeah,
0: I agree with you. And I think people who maybe had enjoyed Christian music beforehand, of course, my husband's like a hundred percent number one fan. He's like, okay, like this is everything. Like I didn't even know this kind of music did exist. And so Mm -hmm. it catches the 99, but it also catches that one who's like, nobody gets me. And I think Mm. that's why I'm just thrilled to see you guys continuing because I know you're sacrificing when you do that. I know art is a huge sacrifice where there's this desire to be seen Mm. as well as a desire to hide every single time we put out anything creative, but thank you Mm. because it is such a beautiful yield when you guys do it. Mm. Thank you for saying that Krista. Yeah, absolutely. And I would love to share with people where they can just find your new music. You just told us it's releasing. So I think a lot of people are going to want to also just know where they can find you and hear a little bit about your podcast. So feel
1: free to share about any of that. Sure. Sure. You can go on my website, Mariah Smallbone, that's M-O-R-I-A-H and the word small and bone put together. And you can find all the music and all of my social media platforms there. Worth releases October 29th on all of the DSPs and Spotify and Apple and platforms. And then the full EP, which includes a bonus feature, which I'm so excited about, comes out on December 3rd. Oh
0: my gosh. Okay. Awesome. That is really cool to know. We can't wait to see the bonus feature too then. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking this time. I want everybody to go to your podcast that I got to listen to becoming us it's called, and we get Mm -hmm. to sit with you guys as you work with your therapist coach a little bit and just tell us about your journey. And there's a lot there that I think people Mm -hmm. don't always realize, like, you know, it rains on everybody sometimes. And when you can come out with learning and lessons, like just even the lesson of Okay, you know what? We can't do it all. We have to rest. That's been huge mm. this whole season on the podcast. We've been talking about the pause. Like you guys are mm. going to get that and a whole lot more on their podcast. They're very mature. So, thank you so much for sharing your heart here today and your beautiful
1: music. Thank you for having me, Krista. It's really it's been insightful conversation. I've enjoyed it.
0: Oh, thank you. Okay. So today's the day, whether you're listening live or later, I hope you will check worth out. I hope you'll check trust out. What a beautiful story about how that song was born and just makes me think of how we all have our stimming behaviors and we need to be able to find ways to decompress and self soothe and let God soothe us and to see what beautiful art can come from that vulnerable space i hope this just gets you and your spouse creating don't forget our glow planners are releasing november 8th so you can have 52 weeks of specific enneagram and marriage learning with your spouse their pdf check us out on enneagramandmarriage.com keep listening to the Enneagram and marriage podcast. If you love this episode, leave us a five-star review. And most of all, do not forget to go to Mariah's website. I have everything linked in the show notes. I hope you guys have a beautiful week and weekend whenever you're listening. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.